Blog Talk Radio. March, isn't it? March 20th, 2016. Welcome to the March 2016 edition of our monthly live open reading. Happy to have you tuned in, and I hope you're excited about sharing and listening to poetry, as excited as I am, which is pretty darn excited. A bunch of things going on in Poetry Superhighway land, which I want to tell you about. First of all, uh, if you're considering calling and the number is area code 646-716-7362. Um, I recommend you call in earlier. Uh, last month, we actually didn't get to all our callers because so we, we had a bunch of people call in um, shortly after we had, uh, well, well, just about in the last 10 minutes of the show, and we just couldn't get to everyone. And uh so we always have a little bit more time to talk with people and find out what's going on in your poetry world if you call in earlier in the show. So keep that in mind. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. Or, of course, you can connect via Skype or the Direct Connect options, which are available on the show page at Blog Talk Radio. My name is Rick Lupert, by the way. Did I mention that? Did you already know that? It's true. That's who I am. I'm the... Uh, I'm the force of nature behind the Poetry Superhighway. You'll have to insert your own ominous-sounding sound effects there. Um, Some things are going on. So, you know, we just ended the uh, Poetry Exchange, the Great Poetry Exchange, a couple of weeks ago. And the deadline has uh, has passed for uh, people, if you're a participant in it, to send out your books. Almost everyone has done it. Uh, we had 85 people pledge to send their books to other people, which is awesome. And there's about nine folks left who haven't notified me that they've done that. So if you're one of those people and, uh, and you haven't um, notified me that you sent your book and you did send it, well, notify me so I won't. I won't be mad at you. And if you're one of those people who signed up and you haven't sent your book, well, I am mad at you because the deadline was this past Wednesday. So send it and then notify me and then I won't be mad at you anymore. Um, so there you go. Um, but I, if, you, uh, if you're a participant and you sent out your book and you haven't gotten one yet, don't worry. I'm going to keep following up with the people uh, who, uh, who have pledged and we will make sure that everyone gets taken care of. So that's Thing number one, thank you to the 85 people who uh, who signed up to participate in the Great Poetry Exchange. That's the largest number we've had in a few years, um, and this is, I think, the 15th year that we've done that project. So there you go. The other project, which we're um, which we're preparing for right now, you probably saw this in our emails, is um, we're for the fourth year in a row. I think it's the fourth year. We will be uh, celebrating National Poetry Month, April, by publishing a poetry writing prompt every single day during the month of April. So we've done this for the last few years. You can actually go to the uh, special projects menu 
um, on Poetry Superhighway. And you can see last year's prompts. Actually, you can see the past several years' prompts. You can see what people wrote. Um, the way it works is uh, during this month, we ask you to, uh, if you've got you know a writing exercise, a writing prompt or something that you think would be cool um, to share with other people, you go to our website, you click on the form, you put in your name, your website, and your uh, your email address, maybe. I'm not even sure if we ask for that in this case. And uh, you put in your writing prompt. And I will review all the writing prompts, and I will choose one to publish every single day during the month of April. That's how it's going to work. Um, so we typically get many more writing prompts submitted than we can actually use. Of course, there's only 30 days in the month of April. So, uh, you know, if uh, if we get... 60 writing prompts, we're not going to be able to use all of them. So here's some tips on how to submit one which will be of particular interest to me as I read them and and what I think I'd like to, uh, the kind of prompt I'd like to publish. Um, I don't mean to say that any particular kind of writing prompt is invalid. Um, I think anyone can find inspiration within anything uh, or from anything to write, and so so there you go. But what I'm particularly looking for for this project is a, is a prompt which includes instruction, a uh, a writing exercise, as it were. Um, so, and I specifically say that because sometimes I get um, prompts which are just a line of text. That's it. Um, the green tree and its rigid branches. Something like that, and that's the entire thing. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, uh, if you hear that and see that and want to write a poem to it, super. But what I really want is I want to provide um, instruction. I want you to, if you're going to give an example of text like that, provide um, um, direction on what people are supposed to do. Um, and if you check out what I've published in the past for these writing prompts, you'll see what I'm talking about. There's all kinds of different um, instructions, uh, different ways to uh, to come up with particular words, um, really creative and interesting things. So so check that out and submit something. Um, we're gonna I'm gonna take the ones that I think are are the best, the most interesting, and I will publish one a day next month. National Poetry Month. And, oh, then what? Well, um, I'm glad you asked. Uh, then you hopefully will be inspired by these writing prompts, these writing exercises, and you will write poems. Uh, you will Maybe you'll write a poem a day. That would be cool, wouldn't it? That would be cool, yes. Um, and so we invite you. We're going we're gonna to post these prompts on the Poetry Superhighway website and also on our Facebook page. And so we invite you... Um, to if you write a poem to a particular prompt to post it as a comment to that prompt on the Facebook post and that way you can uh, you can share if you like what you wrote now there's a, now our our group is open to the public which and I know that there are some uh, internet sites uh, that internet publications uh, or print publications for that matter that consider um, a poem published if it's posted on the internet, even on Facebook, even as a comment. So you may choose not to do that as well. Uh, but at the very least, you may want to, who knows, um, a first draft, um, a, co a comment on the prompt. Um, even even if you don't want to post the, the poem itself that you've written, um, you know, just um, a note that you wrote a prompt to it, a poem to it, I should say. So there you go. Just another way we can be interactive, etc. Okay. I have... 
blabbled on too much. By the way, I just made up the word blabbled. Thank you. I think it's supposed to be babbled. I think I combined blabbed and babbled into one word. That's uh, that's not a suggested writing prompt. We're going to get to our callers right now. Open reading if you want to call in and share a poem. The number is 646-716-7362. Oh, one more thing. I'm so sorry. You probably noticed uh, an hour and 15 minutes ago that um, that an email went out saying that the open reading was starting in 15 minutes. And, of course, that was an hour early. Um, I, I suspect that my web host provider um, – uh, uh, which has an email program that I use to send out the newsletters to schedule them, hadn't upgraded their server, uh, or not upgraded, but changed it, uh, taken into consideration daylight savings time. So I apologize that that went out, and then uh, and then there wasn't an open reading in 15 minutes, and then I had to send it again. Um, uh, I'm sorry for any 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 problem that may have caused you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, moving along. Um, our first caller is from the 705 area code. Hello. Hello, Rick. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Awesome, buddy. Uh, this is uh, this is I, I recognize your voice, um, which which I guess you is what you're hoping for because you're not telling me who you are. Uh, but it's Alex from from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada. You are dead on. All right. Well, I hope someone's keeping track of of all my points here uh, on that. Um, what do you got for us this month? Okay. I I saw one the other day. I wrote one about uh, a shooting star that I saw, and then I wrote one about change within individuals who have problems from within. So I think the stronger one, as far as change goes, because today is the first day of spring, and this is change. I think I'll write one. Then I'm going to read it, the one that I wrote about change within the individual. And it's very strong, but it's very to the point, sir. Okay. Okay, Rick? Yeah, it goes like this. Good faith. As a sign of good faith, you must come out from behind your lies. As the lives you hurt, just keep on mounting. Your issues belong to you, but this negativity touches more each day. Isn't it time to cut these losses? Haven't you gone far enough down this path to realize the errors of your ways? You cry for yourself. Are you so self-absorbed you can't see or just don't care the damage you inflict on others, especially your children? Isn't there a decent feeling left in your heart that can offer an olive branch? If so, please do so now before your misery makes them just like you. What a tragedy that would be. Set the story straight. Instead of being malicious, just think long and hard about why you are the way you are. Don't drag them down. Give them a chance to honestly be happy, to embrace life's enchantment. No one wishes you ill will. You need to get healthy. Do what needs to be done to heal yourself from within. Do not cast shadows. Let the light you envelop with its glow and intensity so one day you again may smile. Lovely, Alex. What a, what a great way to, uh, to, um, to connect with the change of the season um, with, your, with your poem. Thank you for sharing it. You're welcome, my friend. Um, anything you want to report to us? Uh, uh, poetry events up in your neck of the woods? 
Yeah, just that I've been invited to be a guest speaker. It's in September, but it's at a library in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Um, they're very proactive over there, and they, they actually, when you go in there and be a guest speaker, they actually give you a, a certain monetary stipend for that, so it's pretty cool. But, I mean, I do it for nothing, just for the sake of getting out there and getting the exposure and letting people hear the the voice of, you know, another person with a side of the story to what's going on. So, so that's pretty cool. Uh, that is cool. It's really it's very cool to be compensated as an artist. Um, I, I'm sure I've said this in the past on this show, but um, uh, a friend of mine, a local Los Angeles poet named um, uh, um, Matthew Mars, said quite some time ago that when you make money from poetry, you should immediately go and buy food from it. You know, and I take that to heart whenever I do a read. Um, whether or not they stipend or they pay you something or they pass a tip around or just someone buys one copy of one of your books, um, if uh, if you like make any money from food and then you go buy a meal with it, you literally sustain yourself with work, you know? Oh, absolutely. Like, like I'm a correctional officer in a, in a treatment center, okay, Rick? And I sent this poem to one of my friends here who's a social worker, and he said, that should be a mandatory reading for every inmate in the building because that would let them look from within and look almost in a, in a looking-glass mirror kind of thing and think, what am I doing with my life? All the time in the stream that's gone by and what's in front of me, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? What am I actually doing? And am I using my past as a crutch? And if so, how do I want to change that so the future is brighter for me? Right. Cool. All right. Well, um, Alex, um, best of luck with that upcoming thing. Um, thanks for launching our show today. Very welcome, my friend. And you have a great spring. And, and today, actually, with, with the uh, esoteric energy and everything, I did a special meditation for Mother Earth to bring in peace, love, and happiness. And also, they've got it on the news today that Barack Obama is going to Cuba. So change is really coming in the works, my friend. There's, there's hope for uh, the human race yet. I'm crossing my fingers for all of us. Me too, my friend. All right, take it easy. Take care, Rick. That was uh, Alex from uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Canada. He he uh, wanders into America to go to uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, periodically and participate in events there. A, uh, a regular here on Poetry Superhighway Live. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the number for you to call in is 646-716-7362. Uh, please call in and share a poem. Our next caller is from the 630 area code. Hi. Hi, are you talking to me? I am talking to you. Can you hear me? I can. Hi, my name is... Awesome. Nice to meet you, Mr. Looper. My name is Steve Johns, and I'm Hi, uh, a new poet. Hi, nice to meet you. Um, I'm a new poet, up-and-coming poet. Um, I live in the Chicago, 630 of Chicago land, and um, basically I am just looking to... Right to get my poetry out there. I've had one place accept my poetry. It's called Society of Classical Poets. And um, I've been writing poetry since the year 2013. And um, what else? I also am a playwright. I have a, I'm going to have a stage reading of one of my plays at a 
local theater in Chicago, and I'm very proud of that. That's yeah. awesome, Steve. Congratulations on all that, and um, and thanks for. Um, I, I, I'm super glad that uh, that I've got a new up and coming poet on the show today. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity, and if um, I'll just cut right to it, I'll, I'll read uh, my poem for you. Just a, it's uh, it's called the diversity of poetry, and this is how it goes. Throughout the centuries. Great poets have written stories on many topics. Uh, no one can agree on how poetry should be written. Some poets think that rhyme should be used in all forms of poetry. Other poets believe that there's nothing special about rhyme schemes in poetry. Poetry can either be long or short. The longest poem is 200,000 lines long, while the shortest poem is made of just one word. Poetry is diverse. Poetry is the art of making words. To send a message to an audience, poetry is not poetry is not just something written. Poetry also exists in our speech. Whenever we converse with someone else, we are quite literally speaking with verse. Poetry will continue to thrive through the ages. It is up to all of us to inspire the next generation what has been produced today. And that concludes my poem. <clears throat> Cool. Well, um, that's uh, that's cool. You're uh, you're sort of assessing poets and poetry um, already as just an just an upcoming new poet. Um, well, I guess you're you're a few years into it, so uh, you're you're practically a veteran at this point. I yeah. I mean, I've had I guess I've had one um, anthology that's accept my. I'm, I mean, I'm 27 years old right now. I've had uh, one anthology accept my poem poetry and. Um, yeah, I guess you could say I'm a veteran. <laughs> um, I have a little experience. Um, do you have any advice on, like, I mean, I know you said some stuff earlier about um, uh, writing po- po- like writing poetry, but, like, do you have, like, any advice you can give me on, like, what I can do to, like, write better poetry or, like, get my work out there or anything like that? Sure. Um, my standard um, thought for anyone who writes poetry uh, is is twofold. One is to um, spend a lot of time writing poetry. The other half of that first part is to read a lot of poetry. Um, the more you read, the more you will find stuff that you love, um, which will help inform your own voice as a writer. And you will also find stuff that you don't love, which will in turn... Uh, further inform the way that you write. So the, the and then just keep writing. Write as much as you write as much as you can. Um, and then the other part of it is is getting your work out there, um, which which is exactly what you you asked about. Um, and there's two ways to do that. I think one is to, as you've already done, submit your work for publication places. And um, and and uh, expect to be rejected, but keep submitting anyway, um, and to keep doing that. Make sure that when you do that, you um, you follow the guidelines that are published for the place that you're submitting, because uh, they're slightly different for everywhere that you submit. And um, if you know one place says sure, send attachments, and the other place says don't send attachments, put the poems in the email. You just want to make sure you get it right. Um, and it's really important also when you're submitting somewhere to, if you can get a sense of really what they're looking for by reading what they've published in the past and and maybe making a judgment call as to 
either the kind of stuff that you choose to submit there or whether or not your stuff may or may not be a good match for it. Um, you know, keep that in mind. Um, and the other thing which you can do, um, whether or not someone accepts you, and, and there's plenty of opportunities in Chicago to do this, is to actually go to poetry readings, um, uh, in particular where there's open mics where you have the chance to get up in front of other people and share your work. And um, um, whether it's a new poem or one that you're really confident about, and you'll you'll get instant feedback on your work in the form of how the audience reacts to it. Do they laugh in the right place? Do they clap at the right place? Do you, if it's a poem that has a particular powerful image, do you, you know, is is there that classic kind of gasp that you might get from an audience member when you can tell that they're moved by it? Or, you know, and so you get to know when something works or does none of that happen and you realize maybe that doesn't work. And besides whether your individual poems end up working or not in front of people, you'll you can you you get to meet a lot of other people doing the exact same thing that you are, and you develop kind of a, a group of uh, of colleagues who can who you can be you know mutually supportive with in terms of finding out about other readings and other opportunities to publish and and that kind of thing. So that's really the crux of my advice to anyone who. Um, is looking on how to how to be a good writer and um, and how to get your work out there. Yeah, thanks you so much for that advice. And may I may I add uh, another comment? Sure. Yeah, I just think um, poetry is um, you know a really beautiful thing. I I think I I love how it's so diverse. Um, you know. It, it's amazing how somebody can write something that with just one word and then, you know, you got stories that are literally, you know, to, you know, the Maha, the Hindu, have you ever heard of the Hindu epic, the Mahabharata? No. Yeah, that was, that's the um, poem I was referring to. Uh, it's over 200,000, it's 200,000 lines long. I mean, and it's, it's literally like, the length, almost like the width of a you know regular shelf. It's it's incredible how long it is, um, wow. and I just think and it's, I just think um, it's amazing how people can write you know have such different opinions on what poetry is. And um, uh, with that said, I mean, what do you I mean? What do you think poetry is? If you don't mind me asking, what what do you think poetry should be? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I, I think it's different to different people. I think that there are 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 um, there are guidelines and forms and um, and rules that um, that that vary uh, when you go from person to person. And I think you um, and and from community to community. And um, I, I personally, I would really hesitate before I threw out a definition. Um, uh, for my own sensibility, because it might not be the same as as other folks's, and I, I think it's kind of up to you to find find that um, that definition uh, for yourself. Cool, the cool cool answer. Um, yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing else for you. Um, I'm just. Uh, well, that's cool. Well, look, uh, Steve. Thank you so much for calling in. Um, keep being an up and coming poet. Keep doing doing what you're doing, and call in again. Okay. And what, thank you. And what's the next time um, I can call in? Uh, is it you said next month? Yeah, our next show is going to be April seventeenth at two o'clock p.m. Pacific time. I guess that's four o'clock your time. 
Um, and uh, it's yeah. you know we it's every month, not always the same same week, but um, and we don't actually schedule it until the next one until the of the previous one, so I can't give you regular time. But you know there's other uh, there's other weekly shows that you can find on Blog Talk Radio, um, um, run by other folks. Um, that you should check out, and of course, um, you know I can't recommend uh, more highly enough finding an in-person poetry reading in your community to check out as well. Thank you so much for the advice. I really appreciate your help, and um, you take care. And I'll uh, continue listening to your uh, show. Cool. Thanks, Steve. Take it easy. That was uh, Steve calling from Chicagoland, um, an up-and-coming poet already with a publication credit under his belt. And um, and cool, so keep at it, Steve. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the number for you to call in uh, is 646-716-7362. Someone asked earlier how do you connect via Skype. Well, if you go to the show page, which you're probably already at, I think, if you're listening, um, there's a Skype button right on the page, and you can click on that, and you can connect directly through your microphone and your... uh, and your computer, so um, that's uh, sound quality is a little bit better there, I think, if you if you chose to do that. But um, calling in on the phone is just uh, absolutely fine as well. Um, all right, our next caller is from the three one zero area code. Hello, three one zero. Hi, is hi Rick. It's Jean. Hi, Jean. Colonymous. Jean. Your old juror, buddy? <laughs> yeah, no, I know exactly who you are. There's no need to go any further. I've, uh, I, I, How? my, my gene colonomous sense was tingling. <laughs> the only How power I have, unfortunately, uh, but, but I got it. Gene, uh, from Topanga, California. Um, great to, uh, I'm good. Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, <clears throat> Today, cool. bless you. Thank you. Today, you well. I have a poem about uh, I don't know. I have a great passion. And I've been here twenty-seven years. I want to think, and my passion for palm trees never dies. So, I'm going to read a poem about palm trees, and the first line is the title of the poem. Palm trees climb and climb and climb like a woman you want to shimmy up and love. That's lovely. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's such an iconic uh, image of Southern California, the the palm tree. Um, yes. You know, of course, as you may know, they're not indigenous to no. uh, to here. So that's that's, but but that really just fits Los Angeles so well. Um, I think even the people who were born here aren't indigenous somehow to Southern California. I don't think it's legal to be from Los Angeles. You're right. Where are you from? I was born in uh, New Jersey. Uh, lived oh. there less less than a year, then six years, seven years in Fort Lauderdale area of Florida, then six years in Syracuse, New York, and I moved here in 1982. Wow. Well, I I'm uh, I I started out around where you started out in New York City, 
and I really lived there for many years, for 40-something years, and then came out here in 1988. So, um, and when I was a little girl, Rick, yep, and it was freezing where I lived, I said, I am going to go live where there are palm trees. <laughs> <laughs> and so, here you are. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I should have waited a few years and we could have carpooled. Um <laughs> Good one. <laughs> thanks, Jean. Well, thanks. Any anything going on you want to quickly mention to us? Where we... Well, um, July sixteenth. It's way way in advance, and I hope to announce it again. But um, we're having a performance of Inanna, Voices of Descent and Ascent. I may send you uh, something on on it too. Uh, up in Ventura, we're going to do it at a Art City that is this outdoor sculpture garden, and it's um, it's taken from the myth of the Sumerian myth of Inanna, but it's woven in with um, tales, uh, human stories, of contemporary stories, more or less of descent and ascent. We've been doing it for. I want to say two and a half years in and around Los Angeles and Malibu, and now we're on tour in Ventura, <laughs> July sixteenth. But cool, yeah, yeah, on tour in Ventura. That's cool. I remember touring, <laughs> uh, doing a, a, a tour of uh, uh, you know with my friend uh, Brendan Constantine, and we put out a, a little tour program which just said, "Brendan and Rick tour the world." And then in, uh, like, there's a little carrot between, you know, tour and the world that said, in small print, parts of. (laughs) I think we got as far as Riverside, but, you know. You have such a great sense of humor. Well, thank you. You really do. Cool. Well, Gene, good to hear your voice, and uh, talk to you next time. Thanks for calling in. Sure. All right. Bye. That was uh, Gene uh, Colonymous calling from Topanga. California, revealing my one, my one superpower, my Gene Colonymous sense, which was tingling as soon as she started to talk. Um, all right, moving on, ladies and gentlemen. The number for you to call in is six four six seven one six seven three six two. We're at the half hour mark, and um, I like to try to play a spoken word track during the uh, during the show. At this point in the show, um, I didn't get anything from anyone since last month, so I want to play one that's actually. Uh, going to appear on a spoken word album that I've just finished producing of my own work. Um, The album is called Rick Lupert Live and Dead. It's 15 studio tracks, including the one which I'm about to play for you. Um, And seven, wait a minute, is that right? Eight? I don't know. It's a total of 25 tracks, 15 studio. The rest are live tracks recorded at poetry readings and in different at different places that I've read all over the country. And um, and there's even a fake live track, which I produced. Um, and it's coming out pretty soon. I just finished uh, d- doing what I needed to do. And so stay tuned for uh, news on the release of my first spoken word album, Rick Lupert Live and Dead. This is one of the tracks on it. This is called News of a Strange Thing. (laughs) 
greatest message I ever received was when you called to tell me you'd seen something strange and you didn't have anyone else to tell these kind of things. I'm sorry I missed the call, but I want you to know when I heard the message, I wept my pants. My role in your life ever more defined. I remember the time you told me you couldn't get all your eating done. I tried, spent a day trying to eat a year's worth of food, couldn't get through it, and sure enough, the next day, I was starving. Or the time we conceived of a fast food drive through for freeways. You'd order your food at 65 miles an hour by shouting, Hamburger! Out the window. Three miles later, they'd use a military-grade device to shoot it through your window. Or how about the time I destroyed a McDonald's by hurling chorizo into the play yard and yelling, Fuck! A year later, that building was gone. There's no one else I could have told that to. And please don't get me started about the lasagna that came at midnight. There have been B-movies less successful than the story of that lasagna. So the next time you see a man yelling at a tree on Santa Monica Boulevard, or whatever street it was. You know how I don't remember things. Or you're pretty sure your father just told you he wants to traipse about New York City with a bag of kittens and a sword. I'm your man. This is why my ears were invented. This is why I've been assigned digits that make my little blinky box go ringy-ring. Call me. Tell me what you see. We'll get through it together. You sweet, sweet man. gentlemen that's my spoken word track the poem news of a strange thing forthcoming sometime this coming week i think on a new spoken word album i produced rick lupert live and dead studio tracks and uh, live recordings from poetry readings uh, open mics etc that i've participated in over the last several years i hope you check it out i'm really excited about it i've been wanting to do a spoken word album for years and i finally got it together and it's coming out Woo! thank you um also uh i'd love to consider your spoken word tracks for future poetry superhighway live shows as i mentioned i try to play one at the half hour mark every time i have one to play um, I'm looking for something that you have produced, not just a, a, a reading 
a recording of you reading because you can just call in and read uh, live, which I'd rather you do if you're going to do that. Um, or – so not something like that, but something that you've, you've mixed with music or you've produced in some way uh, that, that, uh, that, that makes it a collaboration between your speaking and some other – Elements. It could even be a live recording if, if, uh, of if it's you know in front of an audience and and we have the extra effect of the audience's reaction, etc. Um, check it out. Try it. Um, just put it, put something together. Send me an MP3 at Rick at PoetrySuperHighway.com and I will uh, and I will uh, listen to it and maybe you'll hear it on a future future episode of Poetry Superhighway Live. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get back to our uh, our callers. We've got about uh, 23 minutes left in the show, so call in. The number is 646-716-7362. Um, our next caller, let's see here, is from the 270 area code. Hi, 270. Hey, Rick. It's Trish from Kentucky. Hey, Trish. Trish from Kentucky. How is uh, California today? It's fine. How's how's Kentucky? It's raining and cold, and I wish I were there. Um, Yeah, are you going to be attending AWP, the uh, conference this year in L.A.? Um, You know, um, I I don't have any plans to attend it at at the moment. It seems like everyone I know is... uh, is uh, participating in, in some way or another, and it just it didn't seem to work out this year that that, that I was going to be one of those uh, oh, people. But and it's a shame because it's right around the corner. But um, but it's um, I'm well aware that it's happening <laughs> outside my door. Can't, yes, you can't you can't ignore that. Well, I plan to be there, so um, maybe oh, I'll, cool. I'll, I'll read something loud enough. I'm going to uh, uh, the social justice poets and writers gathering. Um, Friday night, so maybe I'll shout out something loud enough you can hear it. How's that? I will be listening for it. Okay. All right. Um, I, I cannot. I cannot do make the magic that you do when you mix your your poetry, make those sound recordings. Where do you get your music? I mean, that was incredible. Oh, thanks. Well, um, I use Apple's GarageBand program. And for the tracks that kind of sound like that, that sort of have um, more ambient and uh, electronic beats, there's all of this royalty-free um, music. There's just hundreds and hundreds of different beats and clips and things like that that, that automatically loop um, that you can basically just drag as a new track and make it go as long or as short as you want. Fantastic. And um, it's it's royalty-free, so that, you, know, out, you know you just have to own GarageBand on a... On an Apple computer of some kind, and it's it's available to you, and you can you can publish it um, and etc. Uh, because it's all royalty free. Well, I have it on my iPad. I've just never thought of my iPad as a recording device, but we'll see. Maybe I'll work on that. Fantastic. Cool. Well, I'll get I'll get uh, on with this, so others can may uh, come in and read. Um, the ink is going down. Probably as we speak on my book, it was delayed. It was supposed to be out February 19th, but Finishing Line Press changed printers. And But anyway, hopefully it will be out by the end of this month, first week in April. Um, and uh, this is my request for my husband. Uh, he loves this poem, and it's in the book, and it's called Scotty. Your daddy cried first with the sound pain makes when it's wrapped up tight. 
kite is empty, and it still leaks out and gasps and wheezes with a little choking and the shaking. I sat on your bed, knew you would be back in a few minutes, maybe a day for good measure, but nonetheless you'd come crawling back, say, oops, I forgot something, something like, I love you and I want to stay here until I have to leave, until you push me out. Sorry, Daddy, for making you cry. Your Daddy and I breathed the last scent of you as we walked through your bedroom. Fingered spaces, spaces where this used to sit and that sat for so long. I turned my back when he pulled out a drawer. I didn't want to see the bottom, all four corners neatly bare. Your daddy played with your toys, toys you left, folded each piece of trash before he threw it away. Your daddy's shoulders curved, bowed like a lily in a vase after the water drops below the descending axis of life. Life, odd how it descends and not ascends. We grow up, not down, and others droop, their shoulders curve. You wanted to be called Scott, and we shrank three or four inches, looked up to you. I said, take off those shoes right now. You said, I'm not wearing any. We have unfinished business to take care of. We need to go fishing one more time, stand on the rocks at the water's edge, pick mud out of our fingernails, worms off our hands, say nothing, catch nothing, call it a day. A good day, because the shade was cool and the water is still as your room now. The only movement is my lips as I flex them over valleys where words should be. The only word I can say is Scotty. So nice, Trish. Really wonderful poem, and it's uh, it's kind of intoxicating to listen to your read as well. Thank you. That's well, an absence of bourbon, I guess. <laughs> I'll just pour There's out a our of my obligatory uh, mention of, of Kentucky bourbon. <laughs> I know. I'll, I'll I'll figure it out. But uh, all right. Well, thank you. And uh, maybe you can pop in somewhere over at AWP. I'm going to be visiting the tables. I plan to take an empty suitcase just for the purpose. So uh, great. Again, great recording. I love that. Um, I will keep listening. Love the poems. Keep them coming. Cool. Where is uh, Op happening this year in in SoCal? Where is it based? Uh, I just know L.A. um, and the hotel where I'm going. It's at the L.A. Convention Center and most of the stuff. Oh, um, okay. So it's sort of near downtown. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's cool. I'm hoping someone, I can hitch a ride with someone to the coast. I've never seen uh, the ocean. Uh, the Pacific Ocean, so I'm all about that. But uh, it's it's the best ocean ever. That's what everyone says who's on that coast. I mean, I, I love the Atlantic, but that's the only one I've ever seen. So, I mean, heck. Well, we'll you know, you have the benefit the because it's on the west coast of getting to see the sunset over the ocean. Mm. So, you know, that's that oh can't God. be beat nope. so much. Uh, nope, not at all. Cool. All right. All right. Well, Trish, have a great trip, and right. um, and and I'll talk with you next time. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye.
That was uh, um, Trish Lindsay uh, Jaggers from Smith's Grove, Kentucky, calling in, reading a wonderful poem, and reminding us all that she owes me some Kentucky bourbon. I don't know how that happened, how it's like we got to the point where she actually owes me the bourbon. But I just let's just go with that. I think it's a good thing to uh, to go with. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, moving on. Our next caller is um, Don. Hi, Don. Hey, hey, Rick. It's been a while. Welcome back to the show. Yep, those weekends, I'm telling you, you get booked up on the weekends, and it takes strength and vigor to break away from that habit. <laughs> no doubt. I, I've, I have a vague memory that you're in Sonoma, California. Is that correct? Well, right now I'm in Berkeley. Oh, okay. Well, that's... Uh... So, that's about 40 miles uh, south, so right on the bay, whereas gotcha. Sonoma is inland. Great. I, I, th- I think I might be up there um, in, in July doing a couple of readings, uh, as a matter hey. of fact. Um, um, the, uh, there's a, the Beast Crawl event, which happens in Oakland, um, I think is July 16th. And I was asked to come up there, and I'm trying to trying to work it out. Very swift, very swift. You know, there's a um, whole series here that I guess you, but not many of the listeners, might be acquainted with Poetry Flash, which is the North and South California poetry um, online magazine that has. Um, a lot of the action that is happening in the poetry community. So um, you can go to that, or uh, Bay Area Poets Coalition is one that I was involved with 40 years ago to begin, and that's still going. And um, then, of course, uh, um, there are other locals that uh, do a lot. I guess the most um, well-known is the Dirge um, over at uh, Pegasus Books in Berkeley on Hmm. Shattuck Avenue. So uh, that's a a good reading site. Well, well, cool. Well, I'll check it out because I I occasionally, you know, have opportunities to go up to the Bay Area and I'm always looking to, to do readings up there because I know there's so many going on. So that's that's uh, some great tips on on how to find stuff for uh, for the people listening. So, awesome! Do you have a poem for us? I have a poem. This is entitled "Sonnet Without a Home." First, the curl of the camouflage sleeping bag eats its way straight out into the sidewalk. Then the woven stainless steel rods of the shopping cart barriers itself in such a way as to protect the long-ago sweat and drink of eyes incarcerated by plain sight. Homeless is the soul who has no door well in which to camp complete. Homeless is a soul who has no coins fit to pass to a shirtless 
monologue of a comrade. Homeless is a soul who has no sleep to invest in the days of bodiless voices which pass by his frozen to the core ears. Homeless is the soul slapped mentally ill. End poem. Really nice. I've, I've missed hearing you read, Don, um, and uh, you have such a nice um, nice voice and nice way of, uh, of, of getting through your poems that uh, makes them really easy to listen to, um, nice rhythm to it. So thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcomed. Um, anything else going on in, in your poetry world you want to you want to share with us? Oh, many things, but uh, the important thing are the things that I've listed. You know, Poetry Flash and Bay Area Poets Coalition, and uh, and of course um, um, KPFA Wednesday at three o'clock, which is a radio station. Uh, it's Pacific Standard Time or okay. daylight time now. So um, enjoy. And thank you very much for existing, Mr. Lupert. Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure, Don. It's uh, one of the things that I, uh, I'm certainly um, good at uh, is existing because I don't have to put a lot of thought into it. You know, um, uh, you know, there's not, you know, I don't wake up every day. What do I, I need to do to exist today? It just sort of, it just sort of happens. So, um, so easy enough. I will continue to exist as long as possible. That's sort of the secret to um, immortality. I learned a while ago. Don't stop existing. So that's that's kind of what I'm shooting for. That was uh, Don calling today from Berkeley, California. Um, hasn't uh, a former regular. I guess he's going to have to call a couple more times in a row to 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 regain his regular. Status, but happy to hear from Don. Thanks so much for calling in. All right, we got about ten minutes left in the show. I got two callers on the line. We might be able to fit three uh, in. Depends on uh, um, depends on how it goes. If you feel like calling in, give it a try. Six four six seven one six seven three six two. Our next caller is from the eight one eight area code. Hello eight one eight. Hello. Hi. Who's this? This is Ivan Dreyer. Hey, Ivan. From Northridge, right? No, not anymore. I'm in Sunland now. Sunland? Oh, you moved on me. Yes, I had to move into a a skilled nursing facility. Oh. So it's a different kind of life. Well, I'm I'm glad that you're able to call in. Um, uh, Very cool to to hear your voice again. Um, You got a poem for us? I do, yes. I was fortunate to attend the first landing of the Columbia shuttle, and uh, April 12th is the 35th anniversary of the launch, and April 14th, the 35th anniversary of the landing of Columbia. So we were very pleased to be able to be in the in, in the area where we could get the best view of the landing, and I have a poem about that experience. <laughs> and it is entitled Starbird, Columbia. You spend time on the ground more than you do flying, but you are not nestbound, nor though you winter here is this your home. Your place is there where I cannot follow. Oh, what a fine turn. It's clear you know the air as well as do your kin, and though their range is less, they see what you have seen. For knowing how to fly, the sky and all beyond is theirs to share with you. Yes, I have seen it too, 
I've seen you taking flight and swiftly upward wheeling, climbing into night to soar against the sun, the racing blue below, confounding cloud and storm, form becoming flow. I've seen but missed the feeling. I stretch, but I can't fly. That's why I wait and strain to glimpse you from afar, but you remain aloof, still concerned with stars to reckon your landfall. All I can do is guess the moment feathers glow and flash into the blue, approaching visibility. Do I hallucinate, or is that you come back to tell of lands beyond, of seasons yet to come, of time zones past and gone? You rematerialize, and what a turn you make. Now glide, through to your track, one final dip, then rise and settle. Not at home, but here for me, my nesting place. To feed my flying dreams with nectars from the sky, the sun still in your wings, the stars still in your eye. That's beautiful. Um, you know, way way to take science and turn it into poetry, um, Ivan. Really well done. Thank you. Yeah, that was a, a very special experience. Uh, we were in the VIP area, and we got to say and and uh, hear the comments from the astronauts afterwards. And uh, I'll always remember that experience, not only because of, of that, but because the guy sitting in front of me was kept getting in my way. And I'm trying to take pictures of the astronauts, and he, his head kept popping into view. And then I hear him saying, far out, a bunch of times. Finally, he turns <laughs> around, it was John Denver. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's a great story. Well, um, Ivan, I'm so glad you got to call in. Anything else going on in your poetry world you want to share? No, I haven't had much opportunity to do much of anything along those lines. I'm still hoping to put together a book one of these days. I think I have enough to do it, but I just got to get it done. It's um, I, I know that the concept of, of having a great idea on the far end of having to actually do the work to make that idea happen. Um, yes. So, uh, so more power to you. To you, do it. Get it out there. Thank you very much. Cool. Take it easy, um, Ivan. Call in again. Um, that was uh, Ivan calling from Sunland, California. Um, uh, hasn't called in a few months, but glad to hear his voice again. Lovely poem about uh, seeing the space shuttle land, um, and uh, what a what a cool story about having John Denver blocking blocking his view. Um, Sadly, John Denver isn't blocking anybody's view anymore. I wish I wish he would come back somehow and uh, and block some views again. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, let's see. One more caller, I think, uh, from the 805 area code. Hi. Hello? Hi. Okay. Uh, is, uh, is it me, really? <laughs> okay, this it's is you. Martina Gallegos. Hi, Martina. Yeah, Where finally made from? it. Yeah, Oxford, here you California. are. Where in California? Mm-hmm. What Oxnard. City? Oxnard. Vent- okay. Ventura County, Oxnard. Oxnard. Great. Great. Well, let's, hear- uh, let's hear your poem. Okay. It's called Limbo. Okay. Like clothes spin suspended from a string, my life hangs in the balance, wind threatening limbs in despair, like a hovering hummingbird, still shrouded by distant suns reflecting rays, Oh, how I cried for solid grounds to feel life is real again. My feet leave the ground or sink beneath a bottomless pit. When I rise from the depths of this precipice, it's only for a moment just to tumble on you. 
the end of this limbo life has no end in sight because limbo becomes a roller coaster from a never-ending hell. My fingers grasp on till my palms are branded with fingertips and fingernails turn rosy pink, yet I see light in my soul and greet each day as if it were the first, knowing there's still hope. That's it. That's great. Uh, Martina, um, thank you for sharing that. Thanks, uh, thanks for thanks for uh, calling in today. Um, really quickly, is there anything uh, going on in uh, in in the Oxnard area, a poetry reading or something that you are fond of? You want to tell us about? Well, I know they have a, a place for reading, but they haven't been doing any poetry readings lately. They told me they were going to try to, because I just published a lot of books, so they they, they said they were going to do something for me to uh, to celebrate my publication. Oh, what's and, the name um, of your book? Uh, uh, grab the bull by the horns. Nice. And if where could people get it if they're not you know, from California or in Oxnard? It's available on Amazon and um, Barnes and Noble's websites. Oh, that's great! So check out mm-hmm. Martina Gallego's book, um, "Grab the Bull by the Horns." You can you can find it on Amazon. That makes it easy for anyone in the world to get it. So congratulations on that. Thank you. It's actually Martina Robles Gallegos. Uh, my mistake. I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, cool. Well, uh, Martina, I hope you call in again, and um, and thank you so much for making it in today. Well, thank you so much. I love hearing your your show. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Cool. All right. Uh, Martina calling from Oxnard, California. Well, uh, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everyone who was able to call in today. I want to thank Alex from Sioux St. Marie, Canada. Steve, our up-and-coming newer poet from Chicago. Uh, Jean from Topanga, Cal- uh, Topanga, California. Um, Trish from Smith's Grove, Kentucky. Uh, Don from Berkeley, California. Ivan from Sunland, California. And Martina from Oxnard, California. Heavy on the California today. Um, I guess that's four four out of seven of our uh, wait one two three four yeah four out of seven of our poets uh, from California. Where are you, rest of the country? I'm looking at you. Um, call in next time, um, like Chicago and Canada and Kentucky did. Not that Canada is in this country. You know what I mean. Go Canada. Go every country that exists. Um, so thank you all for calling in. Uh, friendly reminder. Um, we are looking for poetry writing prompts for the month of April. If you go to our website, click on on a prompt a day, the banner at the top of our website. You can see um, information on how to send your idea for a writing prompt. And you can also uh, click under the special projects menu and see all of the writing prompts we published the last three years that we did this project. And that exists all year round. So uh, whether or not you want to submit a writing prompt, there at least exist uh, 90 writing prompts from all kinds of people all over the world uh, to give you ideas of something to write for. But I'd love for you to submit one. We're going to publish uh, one a day during National Poetry Month starting on April 1st. So there you go. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Um, As I mentioned earlier, our next show, the next open reading that you can call in, will be on Sunday, April 17th at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific Time. Um, I hope you put it on your calendar and plan on tuning in, and better yet, calling in. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Bye.